from the creators of Relevant Magazine. This is the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, October 6, 2017, and this is the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron String, and this week's show is brought to you by Samaritan Ministries. Samaritan Ministries uh, is a ministry that gives Christians the opportunity to live in community with each other, providing for each other in a time of medical need. It's not health insurance, but thousands of Christians are joining the movement that allows them uh, to care after one another's health care. I mean, that's everything from broken bones to cancer, pregnancies to organ transplants. Every month, more than 69,000 households give generously to other members with a qualified medical need through Samaritan Ministries International's website at SamaritanMinistries.org. One-person memberships start at just $100 a month. Two-person memberships now start at $200. And memberships for three or more people start at just $250. Uh, just as significantly, Samaritan members also pray for one another and include notes and cards of encouragement with their monthly shares, which they send directly to other families. Find out more and visit them at www.samaritanministries.org. Like I said, I'm your host, Cameron, and here with me in our under construction Orlando studios, Eddie Big Hat Kaufholz is back. What's up, man? Good to see you. We are excited to see you. That's uh, nice. Over there on the ones and twos, our producer, my brother, Chandler String. Hello. Oh, I forgot to say illustrious. Hmm. Oh. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia. <laughs> Maybe he's not illustrious. Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. You guys are in the hard hat zone right now. And I love it. <laughs> I love true. it. It's, it's all <laughs> no, It's not the no spin zone. It's the hard hat zone. The hard hat zone. And, uh, it's going to stay like that. On the Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, guys. Looking good. The new studio is looking sharp, guys. Yeah, those tw- those twins. I love what I'm seeing. Those twins, those guys that Jesse loves, have actually been overseeing the, the property in- brothers. They've been yeah. overseeing this entire project, and it looks great. It, They're awesome. It's an extended demo day. For yeah. them. If uh, longtime <laughs> listeners know that for the last month or so, we have been transitioning out of our old studios and uh, into new, larger studios and offices in downtown Orlando. And uh, the timing didn't quite line up. And so for about three and a half weeks, four weeks, uh, we were officing remotely and out of my house. And so we were recording this podcast from my son's playroom. Yeah, um, which yeah. I liked. They yeah, were, it was fun. They were like fun little Luigi Legos and stuff in there. Play little toys while we were yeah. doing our bits. You it's know? a nice place. Well, uh, Cameron, if if you guys need assistance in the construction demo, here's the thing. I'm not that skilled, but I have bought a Property Brothers outfit, which is a tucked in shirt because that's not weird. Tucked it's in weird. Tucked in flannel. That's right. Tucked in flannel, boot cut jeans, uh, <laughs> some hair product, a tool belt. I'm really excited. And a measuring tape that I'm just going to be kind of running around arbitrarily measuring things. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, it's, I, I want to be any help that I can. And my extensive property brother's knowledge, uh, w- you know, is there for you guys. I also would like Cameron, if you don't mind, if you can purchase one of those cool 3D rendering softwares yeah. where I can make a little animation of things like shooting through the walls and I can just do some cool Minecraft designs in there. If yeah. that's if that's okay with you guys. Not to one up you, Jesse, but I also have a Joanna Gaines outfit that I purchased, <laughs> and I would love to bring it by the studio and 
point some people in the right direction to make sure your studio gets done on time in the manner which Joanna is known for, was known for before they pulled her off air last week. Oh, yeah, all of Christendom mourns. Our, our yeah. listeners must be beside themselves. Beside themselves. Hey, you guys should see the new issue of Relevant coming out. We have uh, old Chipper talks to us about that decision. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yep. How'd you do that? It, uh, he just, just started talking Relevant. About, he just started talking about it last we week. We can get interviews with famous people. I'm not saying That's you right. can't, but like for it to make the print cycle is pretty yeah. impressive. It's in there. Oh, it's impressive. It's kicking off the current section, right? The front of the magazine. Man, it's called hard work, Eddie. Hey, <laughs> look it up in the dictionary. It's called, it's called hard work. Uh, yeah. So the state of affairs right now, to paint a visual picture, is we are in what will be our uh, permanent podcast studio. Um, we uh, we it's it's a white room with concrete floors. I mean, and literally nothing. We are sitting at a folding table, and we have tacked up acoustic panels on the wall just so it's not echoey. So yeah. we're making do. Yeah, but I found my coffee cup from the old place to the new place, yeah. which I didn't know if it would make it because it's a pretty delicate cup, but yeah. I like it. And, and we, uh, we, I, I packed that one, Eddie, and I gave it its own washing machine size box <laughs> filled with newspapers. <laughs> so, really appreciate that. That. so we found your cup, uh, but we can't find things like headphones. And, oh, no. you, know, <laughs> you know, so I'm sitting there like, guys, I don't have any headphones. They're like, yeah, there's a box of studio stuff we can't find. Usually, like, <laughs> usually, uh, like the guys kind of scramble for stuff, but yeah. they were, they were resigned. They're like, like it's, no, it's, it's in a box. You know, <laughs> there's literally all, all of our studio space is just boxes right now. Just yeah storage it's really wild but it looks yeah. incredible it'll be it'll be fun when we're yeah, done it'll be awesome. and, and to all you listeners if you're ever passing through central florida you can't miss us we are one of the tall buildings right on uh, i4 next to uh, about a block away from where the orlando magic play the arena um right in the heart of downtown and you all are welcome to stop by and and uh have a tour give us a, a month or two to kind of actually finish this place right. yeah but uh it'll be it'll be fun to meet everybody and come through we're not buried off in uh other parts of Orlando right now, right, yeah. right in the middle. It's right next to Jersey Mike's. If you're stopping through, there's a Jersey Mike <laughs> subs, and I love it. They're number seven. Great sandwich. We, I ate at uh, on uh, right across the street. There's a, a Wahlburgers. You know the Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg uh, I'm aware. Place. Yeah, uh, I stopped in there the other day. I was I was surprised. It was really good on a Five Guys scale. No, where Five Guys is clearly a ten. I, where does it rank? No, I thought it would be Five Guys. It's not. It's a sit down restaurant. Yeah, no. Uh, it's got a little. Oh, it's like a like a fast casual situation. No, like you have a full waitress. This is a full serve restaurant. There's a full serve bar. It's like a real restaurant. Yeah, but it's called Wahlburgers. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I thought it was a takeout place. I'll. Are the is the decor just pictures of biceps? <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is real though. In the main dining room, it's pictures of the brothers, and then as you walk down the hallway to go back to the bathrooms, it's all his movie posters. Oh, uh, well, that makes sense. That Wait, Donnie or uh, Mark's? Mark, 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 yeah, Mark Donnie Walmart. would only be okay. the sixth sense, and that blue. And, and the only thing I didn't like about it was that uh, the music playing overhead only in sync. It was really, uh, mm-hmm. really annoying. Uh, it was just yeah, oh, yeah. real bummer. Yeah. Just, that Mark's a well-known in sync fan. Well, and wait, I thought Donnie Wahlberg was in it. No, no, new kids on the oh, block. Oh, he's a thinking. new kids on the block. Mm. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> well, and, and, and you know what was interesting also? The wait staff, uh, the funky bunch. Um, oh, yeah. Geez. All the funky bunch. They, they don't have anything else to do right now. They, they put they put the funky bunk to, wor- to work. They've yeah. been waiting for a gig for a long time. Finally, <laughs> they, they got, uh, you know, they're busboys. They now, realized so. there were enough funky bunches to open 22 restaurants with uh, and have them. Well, the, funky the, bunch, the funky bunch, the funky bunch, this thing about the funky bunch, it never ends. 
I mean, the, the it's like a, an amoeba. Mm, yeah. It just keeps evolving over time, and you got to employ them. So yeah, there, there, there's approximately, from what I understand, uh, I read a thing in the Orlando paper when I was down there. It's about 200 funky bunch, uh, 199 work in various restaurants. One of them's a bicep model, and uh, business has been good for that one. So good for them. I'm good not for them. I'm not kidding. If we renamed the show ever from the relevant podcast, yeah. calling it the relevant funky bunch would not be the the worst branding decision we've made. It's, it's confusing. It's confusing though because three in ten Americans are actually in the funky bunch. So there's really no there's we need to make it a little more exclusive than that. I hear what you're saying, but generally no one ever leaves the funky bunch. That's right. Once you're in, yeah. you're always in. Right. So if like yeah. one, if one day Calvin shows back up, like it just makes sense. He was never not in the funky bunch. Oh, uh, that, that was a good segue, man. I good think, for you. Thanks, man. I've been working a little, a little inside on. baseball, a little, <laughs> little behind the scenes. Longtime uh, listeners remember an era where our good friend Calvin Curley was on the podcast. Do you remember that era? It was yeah. pre you. No idea who he is. He, it was not pre me. It was, it was not pre you. That's right. No, no, it was my introduction. I sat next to Calvin. That's right. It was like, a, we were on it for a couple months together and those were some glorious months. And then he showed up at our 10 year anniversary show, the live show. And yeah. Wherever a hundred or more are gathered in his name will appear. Calvin will show up. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, little, little inside baseball, <laughs> little news. Calvin is rejoining the relevant staff and uh, we're very excited about that. And he might, you know, he might just uh, pop up on the show from time to time. Yeah. But, but just to be clear, Calvin, because I know you're listening because you're excited about how we're going to be talking about you. It's not going to be a regular thing. No, no, no. Because it's a like, little Calvin goes a long way, right? It's like I want a frosty every day. <laughs> should I have a frosty every day? No. I should have. A frosty. And, and if you're going to have one, maybe you get the kid size. Just, <laughs> right, yeah. just, just, just satisfy the sweet tooth. Because right. all of a sudden, if you fully indulge on Calvin, you got full blown diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's fun. So right at the front of the show, <laughs> adult onset. Is yeah, what we're adult onset. We'll all have the sugars. A lot of listen, a lot of listeners are tuning in for our our headliner guests and stuff, and they're getting all of our little like office and staffing updates. Uh, usually that should be at the back of the show. Sorry about that. Hey, right, coming funny. up, we do have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, John Mark McMillan joins us. He has a brand new album out. Which is uh, a lot of fun. Now, the, here's the thing we're going to do with John Mark. We're not. You, you want to read a John Mark interview? Pick up the next issue of Relevant. Yeah, it's great. How did you get him? It's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing, John Mark, is if you know anything about his his lyrics, he's known for the sloppy wet kiss. Yeah, you know the the, mm-hmm. the famous worship song line. That's right. that then, when more conservative worship leaders covered it, yeah, they would change it to unforeseen. unforeseen. So, so, so when it, you know, when it when I think of John Mark Millen, I think this guy knows. He knows worship lyrics like nobody else. So we actually have a game coming up later that Jesse has put together called more love, more power. And it is a worship lyrics game uh, contest (laughs) with John Mark Millen. Cameron, you mispronounced it. I thought I made it clear on the rundown there. It's pronounced more love, more power. (laughs) I got to tell you, I don't know. That's how you pronounce the game title. I don't know any worship lyrics. Like I basically don't know many Christian-y songs. And well, you know, Eddie, like the the, the, this level of difficulty of this game is so high. It doesn't matter if you have oh. an expert knowledge of 80s power ballads okay. or an expert knowledge of 80s worship songs. We've gone some deep cuts that I wanted to make sure that there's a level playing field. And I'm pretty excited Jesse, to see how John Jesse, does. Jesse gave me the beta test yesterday. And I, I'll tell you, I got an F minus. I don't think you, I don't I'll think tell I got you a single this. one correct. Jesse reported back to me okay, a little uh, staffing update. Uh, we have a new head of our audio and video area. His name is Nate. Nathan Grubbs. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. worked for five years as one of the key people who launched Jesus Culture 
And yes. he also has done a lot with Bethel worship. Okay. So if anybody knows worship, it's this guy. Jesse also sent it to Nathan yesterday. How did Nathan do? He did a little bit better than Tyler, but uh, I want to say I stumped him probably 60% of the questions. See, and this is a guy, this is a guy who grew up in the culture. So to me, that's know? the baseline. Yeah. So if John Mark mm-hmm. does any better than Nathan Grubbs, I mean, that means he's a savant. Yeah. Yeah. And truly. Speaking yeah. of new Chandler, Nathan is a great guy. We, <laughs> he is <laughs> very good at his job. And, and, and you guys don't even know he has been part of these last probably month and a half podcast, just quietly observing Chandler. Just, just staying in the room, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. watching him. Yeah. That, actually, is, a lot of yeah. people don't know this. Why we hired him is we noticed someone was stalking Chandler. And we said, that guy's got to be on our team. <laughs> yeah. you know, partly for Chandler's safety, so we keep an eye on this guy. Why is he following Chandler home at night? But he, anyway, he's on board. And, you know, keep, keep an eye on him, uh, uh, Nathan. <laughs> he's sleeping outside his, his Chandler's house at night. It's Something's going on there. We're going to the bottom of it. Welcome to the team. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Oh, man. So that game's coming up later. John Mark Millen. And then we also, uh, very exciting. If you know um, uh, author, speaker, Mike Foster, mm-hmm. uh, people of the second chance, he's he's um, uh, in a lot of the leadership uh, conferences and stuff like that. Um, he is coming up later on the show because uh, part of the fall kind of rollout of a lot of new programming from the relevant podcast network. One of the first shows we're launching this fall is called fun therapy with Mike Foster. And it's a fascinating, fantastic show where he sits down with various uh, celebrities and leaders and basically does on air therapy with him. But his approach is actually kind of unconventional. And if you know him at all and his message at all, you know why it's called fun therapy. Um, That podcast is debuting this week and we will be playing a portion of next week's episode for you where he sits down with uh, Jason Russell from Invisible Children. Uh, that is a fascinating one. Hey so Mike Foster and Jason Russell are coming up later with a little kind of taste, a little eight minutes or so segment of fun therapy. I have met Jason and he is uh, when we have worked together on some my jam stuff. He is really intense. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, like he yeah. is. In case we're keeping this in the recording, I want you all to know that we just basically heard a noise and because we're surrounded by other people, we have no idea. We think the office is haunted. Guys, I I had, I knew this was going to happen. I knew that part of that office was haunted. I knew I felt it when I went in there. I had my ghost hunter. Cameron actually had me come in and bring my ghost hunter's gear. Um, and uh, I got a reading back there. I think something, I don't want to alarm you, but I think something during the Civil War transpired in that room that it, it you guys It was more in. of a sound like a ghost raccoon if than you, it was mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Civil War That's era. not the vibe I got. I got something bad in the during the Civil War happened in the very room you're in right now in a building that was constructed in 2010. I don't understand it. <laughs> but uh, I, I would be concerned if I were you because that's what that's what went down there. So we're on the second floor. If, on you, the second floor. if you hit the third floor button, yeah, just go straight to four. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't even light. It doesn't even light up. There's no, no way to access. It's kind of like the floor. Tower of Terror hotel. It's, yeah. a, it's an absolutely. Yeah. Like I know that you're excited about this big move. Yeah. But is not good. Not good. This is a terrible place. Well, that's why I could afford the rent. It's haunted adjacent. It's not haunted. It's haunted adjacent. <laughs> yeah. So, right. yeah. I, I, the weird th- I didn't tell you about this. It's kind of a weird thing. I, um, the other day, Cameron, when I was there, I, I went out and got coffees for everybody and had a big tray and yeah. I like, you know, kind of awkwardly hit the button and it took me to the third floor when the elevator doors open. I walked out into a civil war battlefield. It was very strange. <laughs> <laughs> I should have notified someone of that. Um, and it was icy cold. 
wind blowing. <laughs> yeah, weird. Oh, I should have said there were zombies too. There were zombie civil war battle. But, uh, <laughs> All right, yeah. we'll move the show along. Uh, it's time for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for. In case you missed it, I think it's funny that he does that every week. Yeah, I just <laughs> leave it in one week. Just forget the edit, man. Yeah. Just leave yes. that. Actually, I think this is the week. <laughs> That's right. what that's what Chandler does in order to remind himself to put the in case you miss it, which is why Nathan is here. Because certainly there's got to be a way to actually play it. Sorry, Chandler. Next. Oh wait, I actually have it on my soundboard. It's oh, time for. In case you missed it. Uh, hey, in case you missed it, this week Lecrae said he is planning on collaborating with Kendrick Lamar. Uh, he participated in a Reddit uh, AMA. They asked me anything. And address questions about the two uh, about two high profile collaborations. A fan asked about any possible collab with Kendrick in the future, uh, and it does sound like something that could be in the works. Uh, Lecrae wrote, "Last time we spoke, we agreed the song would be something special for the world. I plan on it." He was then wow. asked if he and Chance the Rapper would be working together. Though nothing is imminent, it could be down the line. Um, uh, he said, I "Tried, didn't get it done in time. Maybe in the future." Um, his latest album is called All Things Work Together and it features collaborations with like Tori Kelly, Ty Dolla Sign, and Aha Gazelle. It's good. Go check it out if you haven't heard the new uh, Lecrae album. I think it's cool that he's regularly corresponding with Kendrick and Chance. You know, that his profile has risen to the level where he can like, hey, you guys want to work together on something? You know, like yeah. that's I, like a few years ago, I didn't know Lecrae was going to get that to that level of cultural uh, prominence. But, you know, he's there. There you go. I, I remember seeing him on because um, you know how you like start following artists and you get into them, but you never realize like their their pro like how big they've gotten because they're just always your person. And I was yeah. like watching the Tonight Show, and there's there he is, and Jimmy Fallon's talking. It was like his last album. I was like, how do you guys know about him? Apparently, he's a famous person now. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't yeah. just putting out albums for me. He's one of the few artists who I feel like has sort of he he's. A lot of artists get their first song, their best songs out in the first album or two. And I feel like Lecrae just keeps on getting better. Like, yeah. he, I, I don't even know how many albums we're in right now. And I'm like, I think his new work is the best he's done yet. I would absolutely agree with that. I agree. Yeah. Cameron, I don't want to give you too much credit, but I do feel like the turning point was uh, when you start in his music video. I feel like that got him. <laughs> the, you know, Kendrick, Kendrick, Kendrick saw the video. He's like, who's that guy in the background? I got to work with this cat. If, any, I mean, if anybody. Yeah. I mean, I just brought some cred to it all. You know, I mean, like the concept <laughs> Of, of yeah, Lecrae man. and Ty Dolla Sign's Blessings video was a family barbecue at the house yeah, yeah. and I accidentally wandered into the background and so it just showed that he embraces diversity yeah, um, that's right. uh, he's multicultural uh -huh, yeah. and uh, when he has a family barbecue in the hood he invites his white friend Next thing he knows, Chance and Kendrick are blowing him up, lining up to work with him. I think that's like one way of looking at it. Another mm -hmm. way might be like he just, it was a moment in his life where he realized, you know what? I've hit rock bottom. And <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I, we have no control here. There's white guys wandering around yeah, the set. Come I, on. I don't even, you know what? We've got to figure, I'm either going to stop this game or I'm going to get really, really amazing. And, there you go. And he went it was with, a turning point. It was a pivot. Yeah, he went the from fork in the road. really, really good to quite amazing because he just realized, I don't ever want to go back there. Yeah, we can't go down this road where there's white guys just wandering into my videos. Yeah, we got to be serious about this. I've been in the valley. It is yeah. time to walk up the mountain. Lecrae went to the video producer. He's like, is someone going to tell Cameron those are prop hot dogs? Because Cameron's got a plate with macaroni and a hot dog. He's like, hey, Cameron, it's a video shoot. That's, that's a prop food. They're not feeding you. Just sit out all day. We don't want to see you eating in a music video. Lecrae, these hot dogs are terrible, man. Hey, in case you missed it, uh, Mark Zuckerberg asked for forgiveness if Facebook has been used to divide people. 
Though he didn't mention any single figure or incident or president by name, his platform has faced criticism in recent weeks after it was discovered that Russian parties used Facebook to try and influence the election. The site's ad program had also uh, also had features that allowed messages to uh, specifically target racists. Over the weekend, he wrote, Tonight concludes Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year for Jews. When we reflect on the past year and ask forgiveness for our mistakes, for those I hurt this year, I ask forgiveness and I will try to be better. For the ways my work was used to divide people rather than bring us together, I ask forgiveness and I will I will work to do better. May we all be better in the year ahead and may uh, you all be inscribed in the book of life. Uh, Zuckerberg recently told followers that he's no longer an atheist, adding, quote, now I believe religion is very important. So and, and and he is going to announce his he's running for office in 2024. Yeah. I mean, it's like you have. Yeah. Now, any of you can correct me on this. And I'm, I'm honestly except Chandler. Don't you say a word. But like, I'm just like <laughs> curious about like, why would he feel the need to apologize? Because isn't Facebook like the most it, like the almost one of the, most, the purest reflections of the, just the people that are on it? It's like a fully democratic platform right like if something ugly happened it's because we're ugly well but uh, but, but they their uh commerce side was manipulated to coerce and inflame it, it was like it wasn't a democratic like natural interaction it was somebody paid money to send messages to inflame and 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 mislead others yeah. like specifically Russian entities were paying for oh, yes. Spon- messages and ads that were sponsored fake news incorrect yeah, fake news Two people who would be susceptible <laughs> to those things, which yeah, then yeah. inflamed incorrect information getting spread. So he's apologizing that they uh, were used and co-opted by yes. people with ill will. Okay, thank yeah. you. Mark Zuckerberg, I get it. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Chandler? <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty, pretty clear sorry. on the rules. Pretty clear hey, on the rules. In case you missed it, Andre Day and Common, two relevant cover artists. Look yeah. at that. Jesse with the callback. Andre Day and Common performed their new song about fighting injustice. It's called Stand Up for Something. They appeared on Good Morning America, where all good urban uh, debuts happen, and uh, (laughs) played the song written for the new biopic Marshall about the life of Thurgood Marshall, the first African-American Supreme Court justice. Common told Good Morning America that even though the song was inspired by civil rights events in the 60s, their social justice anthem is just as relevant today, no pun intended, he was on our cover a few years ago. Here's a clip. I like that song. Yeah. Uh, and Andre Day can sing. That is She's, very, very powerful. There's a reason why we put her on our cover, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you feel like we're getting defensive Real about pipes. it. I thought it was a great idea. Yeah. No one's Eddie. If you if you doubt the integrity of this magazine one more time, I swear, <laughs> I swear <laughs> my mother's grave. Cameron, play the clip again. We were really hard. Hey, in case you missed it, Texans rookie uh, quarterback Deshaun Watson this week gave his first NFL game check to the team's cafeteria workers. Uh, the 22-year-old Houston Texan star wanted to do something special with the $27,000. He gave it to the three women who worked at the team's cafeteria. They had each been affected by flooding from Hurricane Harvey. When uh, Deshaun was young, his family received a home that was built by Habitat for Humanity. And um, he's an outspoken Christian. And he told the Clemson Insider, where he went to college, that he found Christ when I was in the ninth grade. And now he regularly tweets about his faith. This weekend, he tied an NFL rookie record for scoring five touchdowns in a single game. So look at that Christian making us look good. 
You know what I'm saying? That's why we reported yeah. that. It's hard not to like Deshaun Je- uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I mean, you like. Well, if you're a, a hateful atheist, you might not be a, a fan. Yeah. yeah. No, right. Yeah. Yeah. With everybody retweeting Pat Robertson this week, I'll take. That happened? Oh, he, he just had some. Roberts any kind of words for really? oh yeah I don't even see that I don't I don't want to get I don't want to it, yeah, yeah, it yeah, doesn't even belong on this show but it tells us how mm. different our Twitter uh, f- follows are that no nobody in my world retweeted it well I only follow 700 yeah. club oh I only follow one person that's good did, did they did they tweet Deshaun Watson they did not oh. No. So oh, you're really I, missing out you're really, really, you're really missing out yeah it's a, that's a it's a tear-jerking video good job Deshaun Watson hey in case you missed it uh this week Ryan Gosling's Ryan Gosling's anti-papyrus font oh, SNL sketch so was an instant classic yeah uh so uh the the new season of SNL started this weekend and Ryan Gosling was the host and it didn't disappoint. So the show had a lot of funny moments and a great performance by Jay-Z, but one sketch uh, stood out this week. Yeah. So in, in the sketch, uh, Ryan uh, plays a man obsessed with the fact that the blockbuster franchise avatar uses the much maligned font papyrus for its logo. The obsession triggers a descent into madness. Only design nerds can truly appreciate, which we would, we would qualify as yeah. here yeah. is a clip. I forgot about it for years, but then I remembered <laughs> Avatar, the giant international blockbuster, used the papyrus font as its logo. Avatar, the movie from like nine years ago? Yeah, he just highlighted Avatar, he clicked the drop down menu, and then he just randomly selected papyrus, like a, like a thoughtless child just wandering by a garden, just yanking leaves along the way. And so now you're worried about the sequels that are coming out? They're making more? <laughs> yes, I, well, I think I heard that one. So they changed the artwork. They fixed it. Um, <laughs> it looks similar. It should be noted he flips the table in the, the therapist's office at that moment. This man, this professional graphic designer, was laziness. Was it cruelty? You've shown me this before. I don't even think this is literally papyrus. Maybe that was a starting point, but they clearly modified this. But whatever they did, it wasn't enough! <laughs> Dude, I watched that I watched that whole sketch probably six times on Sunday and it made uh, me laugh so hard every time because Ryan Gosling's commitment to this character. Oh, I loved it. I thought that show was pretty good. I always like the first one out because they've had all summer to think of their, you know, their best sketches. Yeah. The, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, they had a lot of stuff going on all summer. I mean, they had that SNL weekend update all summer long, which was actually surprisingly excellent. I thought it was, I mean, I I felt like it would be a real contender in the full, like late night. What's been missing without John Stewart, even though Trevor Noah is coming into his own. He is finally. I'm glad to see it. I did think that there could be a weekend update half hour on the regular too. Yeah, yeah. In any event, it was a very good show. Yeah. Hey, and lastly, in case you missed it, Jimmy Kimmel uh, delivered an emotional plea for common sense gun regulation following the Las Vegas shooting this week that killed 58 people and injured more than 500. The late night host is a native of Las Vegas, and he asked politicians to consider laws restricting access to high-powered assault weapons and stricter safety checks. Here's a clip. I want this to be a comedy show. I hate talking about stuff like this. I just want to, you know, laugh about things every night, but 
that it seems to be coming uh, increasingly difficult lately. It, it feels like someone has opened a, a window into hell. And what I'm talking about tonight isn't about gun control. It's about common sense. Common sense says no good will ever come from allowing a person to have weapons that can take down 527 Americans at a concert. Common sense says you don't let those who suffer from mental illness buy guns. You know, in June of last year, the NRA fought to make sure people on the no-fly list can buy guns. They aren't allowed to get on a plane. They're allowed to own a, a very dangerous gun. Who thinks that makes sense? Them, I guess, the people who voted with the NRA. Maybe I'm nuts, but I would like to think we can put politics aside and agree that no American citizen needs an M16 or 10 of them. And maybe that way we don't do this again. I mean, that seems very reasonable to me. It's hard to know where to jump in with all of this because, of course, every week on the show now, we almost have to do a... Justin and I talked about that this week. Like, do we just do a front-end segment where we talk about this week's just horrific either killing or piece of legislation or natural disaster? Right. Like, how do, we, how do we hop into this? But, like, it, it was a special kind of horrific to, to see this. And I also know, like, we have people that... I mean, there are people listening to the show that were likely at the concert that are in Las Vegas that were in Orlando that have had all kinds of PTSD or any of the other 1500 and something mass shootings. Like, I'm just like, like, I don't know. I don't know what to say and I don't know, but I'm just really sorry. And I think that like, it's just, I'm really sorry that this is happening and I feel it's just been not like things are not as they should be. And I hate being that aware of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, Happy. Anyhow, I thought Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel did a very good job of wrapping up a very thoughtful point. Well, his sincerity comes through. You know, yeah. he's not yeah. trying to. You know, it's he's not trying to just bully pulpit. He's he's shook and he's just being honest. And I think that's what's coming through with whenever he's talking about these issues. And, and there's something about too, as you guys know, being from Orlando, being from a place, and experiencing that kind of violence it even makes it more <clears throat> difficult, you know, like it's, it's even, it's, it, it, you process it even a little bit. Um, obviously everyone knows that an act of this kind of like horror, you know, the, the, the magnitude of it, but being from, you know, like I said, when you guys are, are there in Orlando and, and experience something like that, you can kind of understand why he's getting choked up and frustrated having to address it, you know? He's been on the front lines of this. It's interesting how, as Americans, we keep turning to these late night TV show hosts to uh, to give us some words to say, even though these guys came up in the sketch comedy improv world. And uh, they're forced to really bear the gravity of talking to America night after night at a time like this when uh, it's in, there's there's just feels like there's a there's fewer things to laugh at than there usually are. Yeah. yeah, just them being sort of the last word of the day is like, yeah. all right, well, yeah, what? Well, how do we go to bed now? What do we? What do we do with yeah. this? It is very, very. I I rarely feel hopeless because there's always like, you know, hope that is eternal, and you know the 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 belief that on things are not as they should be on this side of heaven. But um, you know, and knowing that this is not the end of the story, but it is a little bit difficult. I'm having a hard time turning the corner mentally with this going like, okay, well, here's what's next. And here's how we put one foot in front of the other. And here's how 
we process this. I don't know if any of you feel similarly because you, I, I, yeah, no, I, 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 see, uh, I just feel like I'm not bouncing back. Like right. maybe I shouldn't, maybe that's, and I don't want to make I this. Don't, a, I, I don't think me. that we, sh- no, I agree though. I don't think mm. we should bounce back. I, I've, uh, you know, if, if you don't study history, you're doomed to repeat it. And I think back about as, as scary and tumultuous as things seem right now. And I, I forget like, the dis, you know, the, like the, the Puerto Rico tweets and like all that stuff uh, that was going on this week. I, I forget which comedian made this observation. Uh, maybe it was SNL of, you know, it just seems like the chaos. Oh, yeah, it was. It was SNL, the Trump sketch at the beginning. The chaos that seems to always be happening in the media and you know, in politics and things. Um, it was almost like relishing in it. The, the, the comedian was like relishing in the fact that like I, I, I'm like, making things crazy. Do you remember when I declared war on North Korea and rocket man? Yeah. Like four months ago. No, that was last Friday. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's how chaotic things are. And it's like literally every day is another like thing that you think is a month's worth of focus. And then like two days later, just some, some else crazy happens. I remember back to, I mean, just thinking back to like what it must've been like in the sixties. Think about like in the early sixties, the racial tensions and the, and obviously a lot of the, the riots and, 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 and demonstrations that were happening throughout the South and the segregation and, and that kind of upheaval presidents were being murdered, you know, and political leaders were being murdered. And then you get into the late sixties and you have this, revolution of protest and you know it was kind of a buttoned up kind of era and conservative era and then you have this sex and drugs and wild changing of culture and then you have this war where people are being slaughtered by the tens of thousands hundreds of thousands and it's like and it's just never ending and just the anger and the upheaval and the whatever and this is pre-social media and this is pre-whatever imagine like the actual things that were going on in, in the 1960s it's just and then i look at what we're going on through now and it's like you know what it's just like it feels new and horrible and and it is horrible but it's not new you know what I mean? Like it's okay. almost cyclical with a broken and fallen world that this is. And then obviously the yeah. genocides in Rwanda in the nineties and, and the things that, you know, we, uh, you talk about recency bias, Jesse. I mean, we have like cultural proximity bias and your empathy. Yeah. You really can only have empathy for the things that kind of seemingly affect you or in your worldview. But I mean, think about what's happening around the world that we're now more aware of. Yeah. I mean, this is just like, it's almost overwhelming that I think we're just aware of so much more of it now, you know, right. not that it was yeah. not that it's even new, no, but it's but like, it's, yeah. we know it now because of the access we have to information. It's just, it's, it's difficult, you know, yeah. to compartmentalize. It, it is dif- difficult. And in the, the, the issue we just put out, you know, we, we, we presented a bunch of stats that, you know, present sort of a counter narrative that it's, and, and rightfully so. It's easy to focus on the need and it's easy to focus on um, things that are a disruption to the way that, especially as Christians, we know that they should be. But I think it's also to keep in perspective that, that you know, it's all hope isn't lost, that it is important to put a, a, a foot in front of the other and continue the calling to bring God's kingdom to earth, because when you look at, you know, numbers and stats, the world is getting less violent, more peaceful, more people have access right. to the Bible, more people, the literacy rate is, is going up, more people have access to clean water. Yes, there is still tragedy. And yes, there's still things that we need to stand up against and people we need to stand up for. But we have to keep in perspective. We're not losing. We're going to win. Like, well, well, and, and too, and, I, I also believe when people ask in moments of total despair, like, where is God? Why would God let this happen? Where is God? Why won't he change this? 
it's like, well, he put you here. You know, yeah. like I feel like we're supposed to be used in these situations. Like, okay, if if like what Jimmy Kimmel said, if common sense gun re- gun law reform is a one of the solutions, one of not the one of the solutions. That isn't a thing of like, well, God, why aren't you changing the gun laws? Get involved and change the gun laws. Then if that's your conviction, you know, like, I mean, or where's, where's God in this tragedy, that tragedy. It's like, you can be the change you want to see. God can use you and wants to use you. I think, you know, a lot of times Christians or or skeptics maybe kind of sit on the sidelines and they're just like, well, I can't believe God. Well, then that's, then let's be part of tomorrow. Not being like yesterday, you know, take that as a personal calling that if God's opened your eyes to a situation, then you should do something about it because he's given you an empathy and an insight that maybe other people don't have. So if you're worked up about a situation, get involved and be part of that change. And, and maybe, we can prevent some of this stuff in the future, you know? Yeah. Well, that'll do it for in case you missed it. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. Uh, the song is baseball, which is uh, the big sport there on the hippocampus. <laughs> At the beginning of the podcast, I love this song. Uh, you heard Ibea or Ibei, I think. I don't know. All these indie artists, man. I B E Y I. Ibei, Ibei, whatever. She's great. The song is I Want to Be Like You. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, uh, it's the most wonderful time. Ring, ding, 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 ding. You know what's you know coming, guys. You know what's coming. That was pretty good, wasn't it? I practiced that all night. How did you Dana, Dana woke up in the night, and I'm sitting in the mirror rehearsing for the beginning of my slice. That, that ring, ding, 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 we hear up from coming from floor three uh, yeah. softly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. really haunting. Uh, I, 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 I saw a Civil War soldier get mauled by a reindeer above you. when I It was horrific. And he's very angry. Um, okay, so uh, you know the holidays are upon us, and it mm-hmm. wouldn't be Christmas without. Wait, are they? Are the, they? The, the, yeah, it's the beginning of October. He's, he's just trying to sell this because he found a slice he likes. But okay. they're, they're not upon no, us. No, it's it's happening. The, here's here's what you guys need. They they, 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 no. they push pumpkin spice into midsummer. Okay, Thanksgiving and Christmas are right here. The people are already getting into this. Uh, and, and and just to prove it to you, I have a story from not too far from you guys in Boca Raton, Florida. Um, where a <laughs> they're already people in the community are already getting their permits together to put up their nativity scenes in the town square, a big festival, a big to do. And of course, um, because this is uh, the, the, the modern era of the culture war, a local atheistic Satanist has also applied to city officials. Wait, city you officials, can be an atheist and a Satanist atheist believes there's no deity, right? 
Dude, welcome to 2017, man. Yeah. You can be anything. <laughs> uh, it's right. called being intersectional. Okay. Yeah. Right. Here's oh. the thing: a lot of like the the Church of Satan and these Satanists, they don't actually believe. They they can see that they don't believe in the supernatural, that they don't believe there's a god or a devil, but they essentially take on the title to troll Christians or 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 to troll cities and force them to uh, make a very uncomfortable decision, and they do so by making their monument as ridiculous as possible. Uh, he has uh, successfully gotten a permit to display a six-foot-tall blood-red pentagram with the phrases. <laughs> he went all in on this, guys. He pushed all the chips in. This is what his monument will say. In Satan we trust, one nation under Antichrist, and may the children <laughs> hail Satan. He's, he's putting all the cards on the table here. It's really okay? about the, it's really about so the kids. You know, yeah. It's really about the yeah. next generation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would, want, he, I would put that as uh, 80s classic rock. That's yeah. my guess. That's, that's a game coming up later. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say those. Those are all. I think uh, "May the Children Hail Satan." That's a pretty sweet '80s rock album. I actually heard it. It's uh, pretty got some pretty rad tunes on it. And he's um, just trying to get himself his mindset ready for the game. He's got a big showdown yeah. with John Mark coming up. Oh so, yeah, you know. John Mark has so, no idea what's on the line. So, uh, uh, of course, a local pastor isn't having any of this because the, the guy's ultimate goal isn't necessarily to construct his monument to Satan, but to have the city not recognize any monuments on public land. Oh, sure. Uh, so he would be just as happy as if all nativity scenes and all holiday displays were taken off public property. Uh, ultimately, that's his goal and why he right. kind of went with the most absurd monument possible. But a local pastor has a different solution. Pastor Mark Boykin runs a mega church uh, called Church of All Nations, and he actually was so outraged that he invited the local news. And when they arrived, he was holding a sledgehammer yes. in his sanctuary. And here's what he said: that the monument is literally a welcome mat for the devil. Mm. He said it's evil; it's the essence of evil. And I will take responsibility for taking the sledgehammer and knocking it down. Yes, yes. He has promised uh -huh. that if this monument is erected in this park at Christmas time in Boca Raton, Florida. Florida, that he will march over there with a sledgehammer Whoa, and knock it down. Wow. So we, yes. we are having a literal war on Christmas play out between a pastor and a six foot pentagram. This is it, people. I love it. I'm going to go out the day. I want to fly down, Cameron, and right. I want to capture. I want this to be a we'll podcast go to a magic segment. game and then we'll get head down to Boca. I, I have a better idea that I really need us to hear. Okay. Out. okay. I think we need to send Chandler down with a like a little portable recording something <laughs> yeah. and I want to hear Chandler do an interview with this guy <laughs> but like hey um but like uh <laughs> Why? Uh, why do you want to take this statue down so That's much? That's pretty cool, <laughs> And he just gets into it. Yeah, but like, but uh, like it doesn't really matter, right? <laughs> and then just watch this guy like, like you know the guy's messing with you right you know the, the, the Satanist guy he's just messing with you yeah. so the city's mayor said uh, when asked why he would allow such a monument to be erected in his town he put it pretty bluntly we can't say no to this as offensive as it is our lawyer, our lawyer said whatever you do don't do that in rejecting the permit because it will be an expensive lawsuit at least he's a pragmatist I love at least he's guy. not out there marching around with the sledgehammer i mean i get the pastor's impulse but he has to realize he's being trolled and trolled very very effectively and right. hilariously yeah. in my opinion yeah chandler live i'm telling you it would be great I, I, on the scene. or or yeah or he just goes down there with jesse jesse's there just to soak it all yeah. in like right, when yeah. jesse and i would go see nick walenda walk across a mm -hmm. wire you know there's just certain spectacles that jesse needs to be front row for you know yeah. so jesse's yeah. just there for that chandler's uh, there working right 
Yeah, yeah. Can, can I say August. this though? Exactly. I would have a hard time not interjecting myself into this story. Oh. Like, it's going to be a Gonzo reporting type of thing. Oh, yeah. I end up jumping in front of his sledgehammer at the last minute and am martyred for the, you know the, the, the First Amendment, and mainly because I don't want the hilarious statue to show. Because as offensive as it is, and it's you know pretty it's evil, deeply, deeply, it evil. is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we're honest with ourselves, it's hilarious. This has been uh, Chandler and Jesse uh, live from Boca Raton. Oh, this so, is so, so funny. Jesse just got hit by a sledgehammer. I guess I'll call Cameron to get out of here because he's. Man, look, I don't know, man. No, that's, how, right that's, how, that's how it happens. This is how Chandler becomes the crack reporter that he will be one day. Uh, yeah. He's down there just recording Jesse's report. Right. Jesse, mm-hmm. though insert himself got <laughs> sludged with a mallet you know right. and, just, and so he's Mark knocked Boykin. down Chandler says the show must go on right. he picks up the mic well, he, has a, the he has a mic all ready to record himself laughing the whole time right, right. Right. then he just is like well, I, I guess I gotta talk so, so uh, um, I don't know if you guys remember Gallagher but man, this is not like a watermelon I mean Mark Boykin really really whacked him good with it so uh, uh, I don't know, know what we're gonna do from here you know but, I uh, have a feeling I will give Jesse's eulogy one day and I have a feeling that a Gallagher Type, type uh, story is going to be part of. <laughs> oh well, what? I mean that's how it opens, right? Right. right. We all knew this was going to happen. Right is the first line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I could say this surprised some of us, but really, right. we all knew we would be here today, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> didn't we? That's right. And uh, Bart, Dana, I'm sorry, Dana. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, we love, we miss him too. But there's we kind of knew. There's a <laughs> lot that we can't say on behalf of you know the pending investigation that's happening from right. the, the Willinda family. The, has, the, the Gallagher estate. Yeah. yeah, as well as the guy with the bird hat or whatever that guy's Mark name was. Yeah, yeah, Pastor Mark Boykin. All of that. Yeah. yeah. What was that guy's name? Jungle Bird. Jungle Bird, man. Yeah. You, the I people that would be in, in the auditorium, in the congregation for Jesse's funeral would oh. be the most... Messed mis- up. Yeah, mismatch. Humanity's <laughs> finest. <laughs> yeah. They'd all come out. They'd come out of the woodwork. To honor yeah. a great man, Chop who and got, Steel would be there. Chop you and know, Steel, all the heroes, all there all to the just heroes. honor their fallen hero who mm-hmm. got in the way of a pastor with a sledgehammer trying to take down a Satanist. Stop! <laughs> it's, I believe in the I believe in the uh, the clause that says that government should not respect one religion the other over the other. But also, it's hilarious. Stop doing it! Boom! <laughs> oh man, it goes out of blaze of glory. Amen. All right, what do you have, Tyler? Okay, well, scientists, uh, I love any slice that begins with the phrase scientists, and this one, this one's a doozy. Especially unnamed ones. People that are calling themselves scientists. Researchers, real researchers, in fact, quantum researchers uh, have come have come out with an answer to I think the co- the quant- the question about quantum mechanics we've all been wondering um, which is I think, what I, is this, it the study has been to my knowledge uh it's been done before but this has a different answer than I've heard in the past the question they wanted to figure out was is it possible however unlikely is it possible that we are all living in a matrix style uh like fictional reality that's being put upon us by robots or androids yeah. in the future. Yes, of course. <laughs> no, <laughs> did anybody, spirit no, world. Yeah, did anybody world. think we yeah. weren't? Yeah. But okay, whatever. No. And, Andrew, well, Eddie, you're going to have to take it up with these, with these two scientists because <laughs> uh, their, their read is it's not only implausible, it's actually impossible. According to a pair of quantum physicists, Zohar Ringel and Dimitri. Okay, okay. How do they, how do they explain deja vu? Boom. Deja yeah. vu okay. is the glitch in the matrix that exposes the whole thing. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I, okay, I, before you continue, real quick, 
quick, just yeah. to play devil's advocate here. Bring it on, bring it on, Jeff. I've, I got a whole slice in front of me. Okay. Uh, so just for, for people that say, well, that's ridiculous. Why would they even try to misprove that? So take take an example like the Sims video game, right? Like, so uh-huh. if 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 our uh, programmers for video games or whatever got so good that the AI in the game be- had some degree of self-awareness, would they ever realize that they're actually in a video game and not, uh, you know, the creation of something else? That's basically like the, the, the thought um, experiment that's at play here that if you were in some sort of simulation well, I think it was yeah i think it was elon musk who last year said that he thought there was a better than zero percent chance that that was actually the case that we're all part of a massive video game uh that in which our, our self-awareness has just gotten to the point where we no longer realize we're a video game so how did these scientists pr- disprove it all right well they came up their their theory which which actually stands up stands to reason for me it says uh according to uh mnn they crunched the numbers and found that the computing power needed to simulate the universe all the way down to the quantum level would require a memory built from more atoms than there are in the universe itself. So I guess game set match What's on that one. Int- Although interesting though, is that in my game, I told them to say that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was programmed. That's like the, the universe programmed into the game. I put a finite number of atoms yeah. so they don't become self-aware. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the the assumption that everything that this would have to be, that our fictional reality would have to be recreated down to the quantum level, I don't think holds up. If the video game just makes us think that we're seeing things at a quantum level through microscopes or power scopes or whatever they're using to do that, then I think th- I think the... I think the jury's still out. I desperately, and I'm sorry to like do the same joke again, but I can't really get over it. I mm-hmm. want Chandler to get on the phone with these guys and be like, um, so like, Dohara and Dimitri. So like, how many like atoms and stuff are there? <laughs> so like, like um, I'm having trouble understanding like the Sims, like, like the game. Do I like, like, uh, like I'm a Sim. Like I played video games. Is that what you guys are? You, you, if anyone's looking about? for an interesting, uh, and not to name drop, I feel like I've been doing that lately. But, oh, cool. Um, yeah, I get it. Uh, when we last year for the magazine, we interviewed Chuck Closerman, and he had a chapter in his book about this very topic and the likelihood that that he thinks it's possible. And it didn't make like the article that we ran. I don't think we ended up using that part where he talked about this. But he ta- he said from a religious perspective. This should not be problematic to your faith at all because it actually doesn't take God out of the equation, it, you know. Um, and so, if that's your reason for not considering it, he doesn't think it's actually problematic. It, 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 that it, that that alone shouldn't discount it as a thought experiment. Was his point? There you go. So, so what I'm getting from all that is that we are most likely living in a hundred percent. I'm, I'm saying ninety nine hundred percent. Nobody <laughs> thinks we're not. Like sixty seventy percent sure. Right. Yeah, I think the only way to find out is for me to jump in front of a sledgehammer being swung by <laughs> Pastor Mark Boykin at All Nations and find out what happens. You know, do I just regenerate? You know, there's only one way to find out. So, Mark, get your swing, your hammer swing ready because I'm coming down there. <laughs> All right. What do you have, Eddie? I mean, this is more of at this point, just a public service announcement. Yeah. Um, a great idea. And I think we've. Maybe it was Shauna or Joy. I apologize. I, don't, I forgot who brought kind of a slice sort of like this, but it has happened again and I love it. Chef Marco uh, Conora has revamped a uh, very fancy restaurant in New York called the Hearth Restaurant in New York City. Hearth? Hearth. H E A R T H, right? Hearth. Hearth. You said Hearth. Like Earth with an H. 
I think it's hard. Yeah. Glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah. 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 Robot me. I'm did, telling you. It's, yeah. it's all proving itself. Um, Hearth. Yeah. Why would I say? Okay. Well, yeah. I'm just embarrassed that I can't read. Your slice is over, dude. This is it's, it's terrible. <laughs> it Let's is, get into this game. It, man. Kind of, really it is really boring. This. Okay. Anyhow, he has this restaurant. He's trying to create a story of a passer that's going to smash a pentagram <laughs> with a sledgehammer, and I might die for this one, Eddie. This better be good. Continue. <laughs> um, so, uh, so he opened up. He's like a um, James Beard Award winner. He's like a very good chef, and basically, he wanted to create a relaxing environment in his restaurant, and decided to at every single table there are the these very ornate, nice tin and wooden boxes that were made and people are encouraged to put their cell phones in the boxes. And he said that about 60 to 70% of all patrons decide, okay, we're going to do this. And they said, like them. a discount or anything. No, that was the slice. Wasn't it? What, what was the old, uh, somebody gave a discount. If you didn't use your phone, it was the, the Chick-fil-A chicken coop. Oh. That if you put your phone in there, I think they give you like a free milkshake. Like That's I get having right. to sell, like to, to me, this is just posturing on the old, on what's his name. Who's this guy? Hearth, whatever. It doesn't matter. I feel like <laughs> get, you put some skin in the game here, man. If you're going to put a box on the table and you want people to put your phones away so you can eat your James Beard award winning food and pay attention to it then you know give me a discount or something like just putting the box on the table is not enough for me to put my phone in there all right that'll do it for slices stay tuned did up I, next did i even do a slice i guess john I did. mark mcmillan joins yeah. us let's get to something good listening to tom petty on his won't back down man big loss one of the week. greats yeah one of the big greats loss. hurt that hurt well this week's feature segment is brought to you by rx bar it's a whole food protein bar what does that mean uh, their bars are made with 100 whole ingredients so they're transparent up front with uh, the customers which is why they label the core ingredients which is like egg whites dates and nuts on the front of the package and then the ingredients that make it the texture and taste on the back which is like 100 real cocoa or coconut or something like that beyond go- being a go-to snack that checks off a number of nutritional boxes rx bars actually taste delicious they created a bar made from real whole food ingredients that actually tastes better than anything else out there there's no fillers they don't need the additives or the chemicals or adding sugar i'm telling you i eat these all the time and i'm a customer and they are really fantastic rx bars come in 11 delicious flavor varieties they are gluten-free soy-free and dairy-free there's no added sugar no artificial colors flavors preservatives or fillers they use egg whites for protein dates to bind and nuts for texture i'm telling you it's healthy and it's really good yeah and right now rx bar is doing a special promotion for relevant podcast listeners for 25 off your first order visit rxbar.com slash relevant and enter promo code relevant at checkout 25% off. It's a good deal. I was going to say, so I can't, I, I obviously, you know, I appreciate them supporting the show, but 25% off is super generous. Like even if, even if like you're not a big protein bar person, it's like, dude, that is a deal, man. That's a quarter of the price off. 
I know. I actually took advantage of it. All these promo codes, like people, people wonder, are we actually customers of, of the show sponsors? I'm, I'm a customer of almost everybody. And yeah. when there's like, Oh, 10% off here or 25% off there, I literally am using our relevant promo code. It's, it's uh, it's always a good deal. John Mark McMillan is a singer songwriter who continually pushes the creative limits of the worship genre with songs that aren't afraid to ask big questions while also offering profound truths about God and sloppy white kisses. Uh, he's currently on tour. Oh, uh, he hates that. You yeah. know, oh, he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he just hung up. Thanks, Cameron. He's currently on tour performing songs uh, from his brand new album, oh. Mercury and Lightning, which oh. is incredible. Um, John Mark, welcome to the show. And I'm sorry about that intro. Yeah, thanks. No, I'm used to it now. This is yeah. part, of the, part, of the, part of the terrain. Dude, you wrote the song. Um, I'm Eddie. It's nice to talk to you. We had macaroni and cheese together at Katie's wedding. I'm sure you, <laughs> sure you probably remember that. But anyhow. Well, I, do. I remember some other parts of that wedding, too. That was a fun time. There was a lot to that whole thing. <laughs> uh, last, last week, uh, to get back on task, uh, just trying to move the show along, Eddie. I understand. We need to reminisce yeah. about weddings. Well, uh, yeah, we're gonna, these macaroni and cheese feasts you guys are talking about, we got a show to do here, Eddie. <laughs> last, last week uh, on RelevantMagazine.com, uh, we were able to air the premiere of uh, John Mark's video for Mer- Mercury and Lightning. And the new album's incredible, man. Um, how's the response been? Uh, dude, the response has been great. And thank you guys for premiering that video. That was really, really awesome of you guys to do that. We, Yeah, the response has been cool. Um, I didn't know what to think because this record is so different than my last records. Um, but it's been like mostly very, very positive. I mean, you always have the trolls but no more than the usual you know so it's been yeah. really great but my favorite thing dope. that night on twitter uh you uh screenshotted one of the commenters under the video oh, no. and uh and you said my favorite comment so far and the person said something to the gist of unforeseen isn't gonna fix this one people are the worst this guy's like but john mark like screenshot it and retweet it Oh, that was great. <laughs> this man is like a real artist, really changing the conversation. A real artist. Just like the real thing. Yeah. I, I will say, if people haven't seen the video, they need to watch it because it is uh, like, and and I don't know what the creative process of the of conceiving it was, Sean Mark, but like, man, it, it felt more like, like a short art film with like this Southern Gothic um aesthetic that it, it it's it's a moving uh piece of piece of art it is really it's a really cool video wow yeah thanks i i spoke into it a little bit but it's mostly uh my buddy jared hogan it's mostly his um his vision so he's just trying to interpret the song visually and man i i was blown away the first time i saw it too because i was in the process a little bit but he did most of the work without me and i it, it really man I'm glad you guys like it because I love it. Jesse, when you when you say for people who haven't seen it yet, you described it as Southern Gothic. I don't want people thinking like hot topic with like a country <laughs> twang to it. No, I'm talking about the, like the literary no, genre um, <laughs> where, where this is sort of um, John Mar. I'm probably going to butcher my description of it because there's it, it, it's it, there's a lot going on, but it it, it appears to take place in um, a, a rural off the beaten path locations and people experiencing very profound spiritual moments, but it's, you know, that live lives that aren't exactly polished and a little off the radar. Is that a fair description, John Mark? Yes. Very fair. It's a little dark for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's so. the gothic hot topic reference. That's what. Yeah, you're, exactly. Yeah. I, there are. Yeah, there. It takes place in a hot topic. I didn't mention that. But, <laughs> I got. Uh, I got Texas hot topic all over it. But Texas. I like literary references too. There's something for. There's something for everybody. It was based in yeah. the Birmingham, Alabama hot topic. Uh, <laughs> an abandoned mall. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we have other than just to get word out about John Mark's amazing new album. Y'all need to go get it. We are uh, fans of his. Um, we brought him on because, as I said at the beginning of the show, probably nobody is more known for his the craft of worship lyrics the way John Mark is. Maybe crafting them to, in a way that make people uncomfortable or uh, kind of push the boundaries of what people would typically uh, consider the worship genre, right? So he's, he is a lyrical master for what he does. <laughs> and we thought, who better to bring on and test in his right. own craft yeah. than John Mark McMillan. Jesse has put a game together. Jesse, tell us about the game that John Mark will be playing with us. John yeah. Mark, this game is called More Love. More Power! <laughs> and basically... <laughs> oh, <this week. laughs> so here's how, here's how the game will work. You are going to be participating against Eddie, who, who is also, um, you know... Who you'll remember. I don't, remember. Know, John Mark, I don't, know, I don't want you to be intimidated, but Eddie once played in a Dave Matthews band cover band uh, in college, and it's, you know... I'm he's just also, that out there. He's also a connoisseur of mac and cheese. Not yeah, also, and he loves mac and cheese. And so... Have uh, basically, played in Drop D tuning a few times, <laughs> John Mark, if you know what that is. So, so here's how the game will work. You'll alternate. You'll take turns. How I will read a lyric... And you will have uh, a brief few moments to de determine whether you think it is the lyrics of an 80s power ballad or an 80s worship song. Uh, Cameron will then tell you if you're right or wrong. And uh, uh, it's, it's a winner-take-all thing. So, um, so what is he taking? Pride. He's taking Eddie's pride. And, and hopefully that, that's, those are the stakes, gentlemen. Pride. So, so if huge. Eddie loses, he has no more pride. We got to put something on this, though. If yes. I lose... If you, if you okay. beat John Mark McMillan at a worship lyric contest... Yes. Um, not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Okay. And, and I want you both to know, John Mark, you should know, I've, I've wagered quite a bit of money on you winning this. So please don't <laughs> right. let me down. I, I, I'm down with it. Uh, Eddie and I just uh, had a nonverbal conversation about what is on the line here. And I, I think I think we're in sync about what the prize should be. John, okay. Mark, um, again, Eddie from the wedding and the macaroni and cheese. But if we yes. if I if I lose, I am going to send you <laughs> one of my prize possessions, which is a. Uh, a framed like record, silver record from DC talk, double platinum DC talk, Jesus freak, uh, framed that was awarded to Lifeway Christian stores. When, when, uh, it's here in our studio and Eddie that was found in a dumpster behind a goodwill. <laughs> I know. I literally, I bought it at an online goodwill auction and, uh, it's hanging in the studio. And if you, if you, if wait, if, if, if he wins, if he wins, which I guess, or it could be also if he loses, I if don't he really wins, know. <laughs> Eddie is willing to give you our prized possession. But, of, but, but, but John Mark, if you lose, you still get it. But Eddie autographs it before he sends it to you, <laughs> <laughs> rendering it valueless. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> so, luck, so the way, the way it'll go is, uh, Jesse will say a lyric, uh, will alternate turns. Jesse yep. will say a lyric to one of you. You will, uh, you know, offer whether you think that is a worship song or a, a power ballad from the 80s and uh take it away jesse so so john mark you're you're the guest and i want you to set the tone for this thing okay i'm gonna read the lyric and then then you, you can make your determination 
So tired of waiting, I walked an empty land. I was looking for something to help me understand. But bad luck kept turning my dreams into sand. You appeared like a vision sent down into my life. Is that an 80s worship song or an 80s power ballad? Good. I'm going to go with the power ballad. That is correct. We're coming out the gate with the right answer. He got it right. I'm going to get smoked on this game. Like hardcore. It's Love One by Tenders, the song. There wasn't enough of the key phrases that you had to use in the 80s for worship songs. I didn't. <laughs> I, I mean, vision, the word vision was there and in my life, that kind of thing. But there just wasn't there wasn't yeah. enough yeah. of that sort of, like, those sort of hmm. key like required um, oh, phrases. That That's a great be, tip. John Mark brought his A game to yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He ain't playing around that. <laughs> yeah, I feel safe about my bet. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right, Jesse. All right Eddie. When we hear the voices sing, the book of love will open up and let us in. Uh, I think I know this song. Uh, it, it's a power ballad. It's not a. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, Mr. Mister with yes! Broken Wings. Yes. Oh, that's a great song. Oh, man. Okay, there you so, go. so, John Mark, what well, we yeah, didn't take into account is that Eddie has a terrible taste in music and still listens to Mr. That's a great song. What are you talking about? Okay, next, next round. It is right, now 1-1. One, one. Crazy. Okay. John Mark, you would cover that song beautifully and in a not ironic way. No, yeah. You, oh. he needs to, that needs to be encore material. Ooh. No, I'd love to do that. You would be great at that. <laughs> all right, John Mark. Is all of this real or a dream? I feel so good. I could scream. I'm going to go with Power Ballad again. Uh, <laughs> it's Keith Green. You put this love in my heart. Oh, no. There's so much more I should say if I could just find a way. It's a thin line, man. It's a thin line. I know. I knew it was like rock, paper, scissors. Like I was coming up on. You know what I mean? I can can just see like 600 Gaithers singing that in a big room. (laughs) Sort of the Christian funky bunch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, 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 Eddie. Grew up with Keith Green, but I kind of missed that for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well. Almost good for you, though. He I mean, failed you in your hour of need. <laughs> yeah. All right. The only time being an expert in Keith, Keith Green could have really helped you out and let you down. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Uh, Eddie, I don't want to live without you. I could never live without you. Live without your love. I'm going to go 80s power ballad. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's foreigner with uh, I, I want to know what love is. I know. <laughs> Here's what's awful is I know these songs and I'm just like, oh, I see. I shouldn't be part of relevance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John Mark. It's not too late for a comeback. No, man. it's not. It's a two one amateur versus professional. Yeah. Remembered framed DC. <laughs> and talk. as I get into the shower, the thoughts of facing one more day overwhelm me and I begin to weep and I've never felt like I've needed your help so bad. All right. I'm going to go with the worship song. No, John Mark, no. It is. It's Leslie Phillips, Strength of My Life, which apparently she's singing about getting into the shower. I can't believe she acknowledged the shower. shocked. That's scandalous for the 80s. Yeah. Who's that? Who's that? 
It was a different time, man. <laughs> John Mark, the brilliance, none of those guys are writing about showers. No. Yeah. That's way Sloppy down White the Kisses road. are way less visual than uh, shower songs. But in the 80s, people had showered fully clothed, so it was it was a different time. <laughs> they wore their culottes. They were all never into the shower. <laughs> yeah. It's two to two. It's uh, t- well, it was it was two to one. Now it's two to two. So now Eddie, but Eddie can match the round. So yeah. you can take okay. the lead. Here we come. All right, Eddie. I can't stop the feeling. I've been this way before. I can't but stop with you, this I found feeling. The key. Yeah, you're giving I've been to this way before. That is an 80s power ballad. <laughs> it's White Snake. Is this love? Uh, oh, I sang the wrong song, but I was still right in the answer. Yeah. There you go. John Mark, this is not stacked. I think I'm just getting really lucky. Cause, cause, because behind the scenes, we actually want you to win. Because if I win, I'll just talk about myself for so weeks. So we have three more rounds. So it's anybody's game still. Three even more though, rounds. Well, it's, that's three to two. Classic right Jesse Carey game. Yeah, they go too long. And we, cut out, <laughs> and we cut out the ones that aren't funny. So All right, all right John Mark. Just, ignore their hurtful words as I do. <laughs> I, need you, <laughs> I need you now more than words can say. I need you now. I've got to find a way. Mm. <laughs> Guess he really leans into the read. Yeah, right. That's, that's the key, man. Man, this could go either way. I'm going to go with the power ballad, though. It is. It's uh, <laughs> alias more than words. All right. That's right. Mm. Oh, <laughs> no one can play a guitar like them. I literally have never heard of Alias before. You haven't? No. I mean, I've heard of people having an alias, but not like a band called it. Man, driving to driving elementary school, my mom's Volkswagen Golf. Listen to see. My mom was listening like Lionel Richie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to have more respect for you if you get a couple of these wrong, because right now I'm like, it's it's very (laughs) sad and pathetic that he knows so many (laughs) several songs. All right, I'm ready. All right, so it's tied 3-3. You can take the lead again. Okay. It took a special kind of love to take this heart and break it. It took a special type of love to piece by piece remake it. (laughs) Gosh. That could seem like a very impassioned song to a lover or to God. <laughs> oh boy, this Hence is the rub. Yeah, gosh, this is really the. Sophie's, There's no showering involved. This is Sophie's. This is Sophie's. Sophie's choice. I'm going to say Christian. <laughs> yeah, he's unstoppable. It's DeGarmo and Key. Special kind of love is the name of the song. DeGarmo and Key, who famously made all the Christian youth group kids think that their music was cool and edgy because they did a, a, a music video for 666 that was banned from MTV because it showed a man catching on fire. Oh, it was too violent from yeah. MTV. Yeah. Wow. So we're like, yeah, literally literally too hot our for cool TV. DeGarmo and Keys songs are like too cool for MTV. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Big deal. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> all right, John Mark. Uh, you know, yes. it's right. He's Eddie's running away, but I still think you got a chance. It's four here. to three. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know who picks me up. Up when no one is around. I drop my sword and I cry for just a little while. Because deep inside this armor, the warrior 
is a child. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing. Before you think, this has all, like, putting this game together, I realize that if, if, if a sword, here's the thing that, that crosses over, that makes it so difficult. Sword, warriors, and thunder are a huge theme in the 80s for worship and power balance. So this is a tricky one, man. And, and it's hard because people aren't seeing John Mark as he's listening, but when he said the warrior became a child, yeah. you could tell that hit a real place. Yeah, I really did. Uh, but you're right, Jessica, because my 1980s middle school youth group name was Strike Force. And yeah. our logo was a silver sword, you know, in the shape yeah. of a cross, obviously. Yeah, and, the sh- and, the, and the reflection in the sword, you know, because it's like half and half, you know, because of the, the pivot. Yeah. Jesus's face was being reflected Ooh. in the sword. Yeah. Yeah. John Mark, tell, Strike Force. Tell Take us, it by force. Tell us where the Lord's leading you right now. Oh, man. This one could go either way because I don't recognize it specifically from a song. I want to say have a quiet time. Think about it. I kind of feel like this is a trick and I'm gonna go with the power ballad. (laughs) (laughs) It's a worship song. It's Twyla, Twyla Paris. The song is the warrior is a child by Twyla Paris. I'm so glad he doesn't know. (laughs) I need my mythology of him to stay in place. I need him to not know this stuff. That's that's true. He shouldn't be good at this. That's great. Eddie, it's time to bring the ship into the shore and throw away the oars forever. Oh, I'm going to go. I don't even know what that means. It's a very confusing lyric. I'm going to go not Christian. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Amen. It's a Ario Speedwagon. Can't fight this feeling. It's really something. It's like what five to three, I believe. Uh, interestingly, this last round, which is um, just two, you know two more songs, this last round worth seven points. So, yeah. oh, so this is the whole uh, I, I, yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's here in my notes. The whole DC Talk. <laughs> the whole thrown away DC Talk album. I don't want your sex, your sex for now. <laughs> That's definitely not a power ballad. Okay, all right, all right John Mark. In the beginning, I never knew how much I really needed you more than a friend, someone I could talk to. You've changed me in so many ways. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate response. Was <laughs> well, that a groan or a hump or both? <laughs> he's like, he's reevaluating his life choices right now. What publicist may he's sign me his up manager for this? Right now. Yeah. Like, never get me on this podcast. This is what I got to do to sell an album. I just... <laughs> I'm not moving a lot of albums this way. <laughs> this, is, this is the crap. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with an 80s power ballad. Oh, oh, no. It's Benny Hester. Nobody knows me like you do. And it's a capital Y in you. It's a Christian song. E-W-E. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness, Benny Hester, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Eddie, just for good measure, let's wrap let's wrap it up. Give Eddie his last one. Okay. I'm going to do something right now. I'm going to just give you the answer before you give me the question. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to just let the same spirit that's been talking to me, I'm going to tell you that okay, this is... You, you haven't missed one, have you? I don't think so. What's your impulse? If, if I say it, will you? are you going to change it just to make me look wrong? No, I have the answer no. in front of me. I can keep them up. Okay, it's a Christian song. Go ahead and read the lyric, Jesse. <laughs> Remember, after the fire, after all the rain... I will be the flame. I will be the flame. You stand by your answer. I do because I'm I'm thinking that it's not R A I N. I think it's R E I G N. <laughs> it's cheap trick. The flame. Oh, that's the one I want to get wrong. <laughs>
Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, well. I can see people worshiping him that, to be fair to you. <laughs> um, I felt something. Like oh, man. Uh, well, John Mark Millen is out on tour. Uh, where can they find out more info? Uh, at your website, right? Yep, johnmartmcmillan.com. Awesome. And go pick up uh, the new album. Um, it's so it, spectacular. It really is. It's great. Uh, and thanks for playing more love, more power. I'm not going to say it the way Jesse did. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on, man. It's always fun. And, and it, like I, John Mark, I have a bad feeling you're going to make this the last time. We'd love to have you on again, but this was a lot of fun. No, this is great. I love it. I love oh, it. Right. Sweet, Anytime. John Mark. Anytime. to John Mark McMillan. The song is Mercury and Lightning. It's from obviously his brand new album uh, that we just talked to him about. Go check it out. The video is at realmagazine.com. Um, it's a great album. Really cool. Well, the latest podcast from the Relevant Podcast Network, we're very excited, excited to tell you about. It's called Fun Therapy with Mike Foster. And it dives into the horribly messy parts of our stories with a little smile. Each episode features a candid therapy session with a key leader, influencer, or artist. There's no talking points. There's no self-promotion. Just beautiful imperfectness on display as we discover tactics to turn our setbacks into superpowers. The show debuted this week on iTunes and and all the podcast apps. And so what we're going to play for you is a preview of the next episode that's coming up. Uh, on this episode, Mike sits down with Jason Russell, best known as the founder of Invisible Children, and talks about what it's like for the entire world to see the worst moment of your life unfold on the internet. Here is a part of Fun Therapy with Mike Foster and Jason Russell. Hey friends, you're listening to the Fun Therapy Podcast where we dive into the horribly messy parts of our not-so-perfect stories, and we do it with hope and a smile. Each episode features a candid therapy session with a key leader or influencer and artist. There's no talking points here and no shameless self-promotion, only beautiful imperfectness on display. My name is Mike Foster, and this is Fun Therapy. For you, there, there's a sense of um, some of the the shame and fear and the judgment that came from the Coney mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. and um, is still lingering in the story today. Yeah. And, I, you know, I can have amnesia sometimes and, like, forget how painful that all was. And then I'll just get, like, one tweet about the breakdown and about um, the South Park episode that made fun of me and and I'm like oh yeah like for millions of people that is who I am mm. and I forget I forget that because obviously I surround myself with people who love me and my community and my family and coworkers who like I hope see the true Jason but like for millions of people even around the world it's like I am that TMZ video. And you've been reduced. You feel like you've just been reduced to this 
this one moment of yeah of like the hardest most painful shameful moment that's what everybody sees you through. right they see you through that lens right and you know we did many many interviews after the breakdown oprah was the first who came to our, our house but for whatever reason the way media is set up it's not like all those interviews get to those millions of people who right. heard about the breakdown um so what what i find is like i ask um my friends who are in my circle what just out of curiosity like what do your friends say when they hear your friends with me and all of them have said to me they want to know how you are hmm. they want to know how you're doing if you're doing okay which is really kind and earnest you know so what would you tell them i would tell them i'm doing i'm doing great like i've learned a lot um i feel like with the things that actually matter in life um i'm doing really well i have great friends my family's thriving um business is starting up you know i have a creative agency and i have a children's book that we're creating um that's done but we're creating a a brand around that lifestyle how to be an everyday activist that's you know invitational inspirational and um kind of making activism less scary and polarizing and making it a part of your everyday uh person so what would you what would you want those people not to know well i w- i think it's just like looking at your own life you know wh- whoever hears this and and imagining your worst day when you were so not yourself and um and then imagining that being magnified by 100 million and having it be something that that you can't take down in terms of when you google yourself that is the predominant thing that comes up mm-hmm. um and the, you know there's others like i feel like in in a sense when monica lewinsky did her ted talk i felt really connected to her in terms of the shame and the inability to correct the narrative you know in terms of there's not there's re- like coming to terms with there's nothing i can do or say that will ever um reimagine or repaint that version of me Hey guys, it's Mike. Just popping in real quick. I don't know if you heard what Jason just said, but it's really important. He said nothing I ever do or say will ever repaint that version of me. That first life, the life before the street corner incident, the life before Coney and the breakdown. That life is gone for Jason. I don't know if you hear it in his voice, but there's sadness. There's a longing and a grief to know that certain things are not coming back the way it was is not coming back and that we're left with today and he is left with today in building a life out of the raw materials that he has in his hands right now and Jason's doing that and it's inspiring but that doesn't necessarily relieve the grief that we feel for the old life the dreams 
the things that never were. One of the things that I love about when we come to the end of ourselves is that is the beginning, the true beginning of the spiritual journey. When we come completely undone, completely cracked open, completely exposed, then we can just truly be ourselves. Even my friends and coworkers, I explained that like, the breakdown itself was out of body in that I truly felt that something in my body was controlling my body, which when you hear that sounds like you're taking yourself out of the responsibility of what happened, which I never want to. I feel like I take responsibility for every, all my actions and decisions leading up to that moment but then the moment happened and... Um, Do you think you take too much responsibility? Take too much responsibility? Maybe. Um, I, but I do, I, I've come to terms with I don't know how else it could have happened. I mean, my friends who are with me, Bob and Danica, are like, we wish that we like tied you up and like, you know, chained your physical body to a pole or something. And I'm like, but really? Like... <laughs> Was that really going to happen? So, no, I think, honestly, like, it's taken five years to realize that, like, because of that, what happened to me, I've actually been a source of healing for a lot of people who struggled with mental illness and with anxiety and with breakdowns and with it, whether it happened to themselves or whether it happened to a family member, they've been able to have the courage to share that with me and say, like, I'm so glad that like my naked butt's not on T TMZ, but it was, it's almost like, thanks for taking one for the team and like for allowing people to hopefully talk about mental health. Hmm. So you've seen a lot of good things come from obviously your hardest moment ever in your entire life. Yes. And existence. Um, and then you're also seeing sort of the, maybe the remnants of that too, just there's still unresolved pieces. There's still shame. It, right. it feels like maybe some of the things that are happening today in terms of like, ah, uh, this, this is my second chance at something. I'm putting myself back out there again. I don't want to be judged. Right. I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to fail. I don't want, yeah. to, I don't want my kids to hurt. I want Danica to, you know, yeah. be in the, how, how are you, how are you processing all that? Like in terms of, there's the excitement, which is certainly, and, and maybe you tell the critics or the people that saw you naked on TMZ, like, hey, look, yeah, I'm standing again. I'm doing something again. I'm doing like, I'm, I have this book. I'm with my family. We're doing this yeah. amazing trip. But there's also this piece of you that feels, you know, not quite um, like maybe the wound is still the wound. Mm -hmm. And it still speaks into some of the things of today. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this idea a lot in terms of it, it's really difficult to help somebody through something if you have no idea how painful it is or what it's like. And on this existential human journey, so far, it is impossible to actually be inside someone else's experience. Um, but if you have had 
a similar pain, whatever that might look like in terms of your childhood or background, that 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 pain, if you allow it to connect with someone else's immediate pain, then it will heal you and it will heal them better than any kind of yoga or therapy or medication can. That was Jason Russell joining Mike Foster on Fun Therapy. Go check it out and subscribe. Stay tuned. Up next, your feedback. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Um, how'd you feel about that uh, that segment where you heard another counselor do what you were trained to do? What are your thoughts about Mike Foster's ability? Very impressive. I, I mean, it's always impressive to be able to like render something helpful in real time. Yeah. And in front of a microphone and with someone that like you may not necessarily know. Pretty impressive. What I love about fun therapy is that he'll, uh, in each episode, uh, Mike kind of, as you're listening in real time, he'll pop in from like post-production and kind of like clue you in on, listen to this, or this is what we're going to, this is why we're doing this and listen to how he responds. You know, it's like, it's fascinating to have that kind of like almost narrator Mm -hmm. walk a layman listening through that process because yeah. what you guys know and how you're skilled is just fascinating to me and you guys are operating at an insight and a level that just when I'm, I'm just listening to a conversation I yeah. didn't realize yeah. how we got there was very intentional in my life I would never let him interview me I can imagine <laughs> Jason doing that I mean that's awesome if they did it but I would never yeah. it's amazing that uh, the other side of it is pretty impressive like to allow yourself to be put out there yeah there you go all right. Um, okay. Well, last week's feedback, we'll, uh, we'll excuse Eddie for this part because he wasn't here for last week's show. Hi, everybody. All right. Well, it's time for your feedback. Last week on the show, we actually got into a conversation about breakup stories. Don't ask why. Uh, we asked you, what are your most memorable and or horrible breakup stories? You went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and posted them there. You also tweeted us at Relevant Podcast as well. Here are a few of our favorites. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> Melissa Ann said uh, she dated a guy for a few months who couldn't believe he got me, told me repeatedly he didn't think he could ever do any better than me. He asked my dad if he could date me, then a week later said he felt it was going too fast and he wanted to take it a little slower. Never heard from him again. <laughs> oh. Turns out he moved to another city. Maybe I should have seen it coming because after he ended one of our dates in prayer by saying, Dear God, thank you for Amy. Except my name isn't Amy. Amy was his ex-girlfriend. What? No way. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she should have seen it coming right there. But but seeing I'm going to tap the brakes and then moving away is a 
bold but, move. But yeah. did the uh, did the the city that he went to is that where Amy lived? Oh, yeah. I wonder. Oh, she's yeah. been a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Foiled by his own uh, piety. <laughs> Take that. All right, uh, Matt concedes that. Uh, <laughs> He, this is this was totally his fault, and I love it just because of how transparent he is. Like upon further reflection, that he did something terrible. He said he dated this girl when he was in high school for a few months and realized it just wasn't working. He decided that honesty is always the best policy. So I just honestly told her, "I don't like you enough to keep dating you. We have to break up." Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> Yeah, so no specifics. but in his mind, he said at the time I was thinking I'm a great guy, just being honest and taking the high road. Ripping the she will be up. upset, but, but ultimately understand. But he didn't say anything that would help her. I mean, like it wasn't yeah. like, you know, getting constructive criticism at a job performance yeah. or something, you know? Well, hence her reaction. Instead, of, instead, uh, she, she did not understand. Instead, she called me an idiot, pushed me as hard as she can, and ran away in tears. I'm the bad guy in this one. A, a more gentle approach is recommended. Yeah, that's like, honesty isn't always the best policy. That's a terrible phrase. Because you could go up to a girlfriend and be like, listen, I don't like your big dumb hair, and it's over. <laughs> Guess what? You might not like your big dumb hair, but that would be a terrible thing to say. So, Matt, lesson learned, you deserve to get pushed. And, uh, but, but how so. Is this a third grade thing? Like, who's pushing somebody? I mean, like, who, how is that the normal? I mean, if you if you're gonna say I don't like, if he's gonna break up like that, then he loses the right to to criticize her for any response because he he really he went for it. Yeah, if it's an equal uh, and opposite response, right? I guess yeah. uh, he verbally pushed, he physically pushed. Yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah. Anthony said, so this, see this one, this one just showcases a lack of foresight on Anthony's part. He was once in a relationship before he went to, uh, uh, a Bible school overseas for six months. My girlfriend at the time was it was intending on serving in missions overseas for a few months at the beginning of the winter. We planned the, her trip so that on her way to the mission, she would stop through where I was living and we would travel together for a week during my winter break. This is when he decides before the trip to break up with her, even though she's already purchased the plane trips and the flights for her mission trip that go through the town he's in. And so uh, what ends up happening is she has, still has to go through with it. And the two of them travel awkwardly together for an entire week. Oh, so man. that's just a lack of foresight. Even if you know the relationship isn't working out, Anthony, just delay the breakup, man. You know, yeah. like it's better than the awkward week long road trip. But uh, the good news is, the the his girlfriend that he's broken up with actually meet met the person who is her fiance right now during the road trip so all worked out well <laughs> except for anthony uh he appears to be still, still single according to his avatar so bad move on you dude. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. according to his avatar he's still single so because he doesn't have a girl in his avatar you think he's single there's a lot of people in relationships that have themselves I'm, okay. as their avatar. I'm, I'm, I'm digging in a little bit here, and I'm going to have to agree with Jesse's. Uh, he's not just he's not oh. just by himself in the one picture. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he's with. I, he seems to have a lot of bros. I'm on his Facebook page right now. It's <laughs> it's. I'm going a little deeper than I'm comfortable with on this side. I'm segment, going, but, I'm going uh, deep. Anthony, I apologize. You seem like a good dude, but you don't you don't seem married. He does seem like good news. He was honest about about the situation, and he was, they were in the mission field. So obviously he's got a, he's you know he's got a, a heart to serve. But I will say. I'm Looking at his, his, 
his picture and he's got some cool bros that he's hanging with so i think he's okay so he's on like a snow-covered mountain with like four dudes with their arms around each other i think he ended up okay i'm just saying anthony next time delay the breakup dude that's all that's all go go on your bros trip delay the breakup all right there's a lot more stories where those came from go check them out on the uh, podcast episode page it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay, well, normally uh, our editorial question of the week ties into something that happened on the show. You know, we we take a second off mic, a little behind, you know, inside baseball. We were just like, oh, let's talk about, well, maybe this, maybe this. This week it has nothing to do with the show. It has everything to do with the month we're in. You know, we got to plan ahead. And at the end of October, it's Halloween. And mm-hmm. Halloween, the way we like to celebrate it, isn't the way they celebrate it in Boca Raton with satanic stuff. Yeah. We like to celebrate it with puns and humor and things That's like right. that. So we want to start crowdsourcing. We want your help coming up with great 2017 Halloween costume ideas. We need your most clever, your most punny, um, most timely uh, Halloween costume ideas. Uh, in years past when we've done this, like, uh, what was it? 2015, uh, somebody suggested uh, dressing up as Cecil the lion. And then uh, the person that you would go with would be like the a dentist. The, yeah. the, a dentist. Uh, so a lion and a dentist. <laughs> Timely. That's good stuff. I like That's that. That's what we, exactly. We want those pop culture references. Like right now, I'm leaning strongly towards Dana being papyrus and I being an angry Ryan Gosling. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, obviously I look exactly uh-huh. like him, So yeah. that's not, you know, that hard. I might want to up the challenge for him, but you get the idea. Yeah. We want pop culture references yeah. here. So hit us up on Twitter at Roland Podcast, or you can post yours uh, at the podcast episode page at RolandMagazine.com. So your favorite or your best Halloween 2017 punny, cultural, timely costume ideas. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap things up. Many thanks to uh, this episode's sponsors for, for making the show possible. Remember, you can go over to SamaritanMinistries.org to check out more about their uh, memberships. Right now, a one-person membership starts at just $100 a month, two people for 203 and up, starting at $250. Uh, just as significantly, Samaritan members also pray for each other and include notes and cards of encouragement with those monthly shares, which they send directly to other families. It's an awesome uh, alternative uh, for providing healthcare. Also, thanks to RxBar. Right now, you can go over to rxbar.com slash relevant and enter promo code relevant at checkout for 25% off your first order. Go do it. I eat these things every day. They're fantastic. Thanks to our guests for joining us. Uh, John Mark McMillan, his new album, Mercury and Lightning is out now. You can follow him on Twitter at John Mark MC. Also, thanks to Mike Foster. Fun Therapy with Mike Foster uh, debuts this week. Subscribe now in iTunes and leave a review and uh, make sure to check out the show. Well, not no, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe.
It's the most wonderful time. Ring, ding, 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 ding. You know it's coming, guys.